Hey, my name is Kelly Kessler. I'm the host of the podcast, Rewiring Health, and I'm obsessed with helping you stop feeling burnout, living in pain, and anxious about the future. You see, for years, I felt like I was never good enough. I repeated in my head, when I accomplish this, then I'll finally be happy. And even when I accomplished it, there was always emptiness in my heart. I always put others' needs before my own, negative thoughts ran wild in my head, and I always struggled to truly feel like I could relax and be present. Well, through my journey of healing, rewiring my brain, regulating my nervous system, and reprogramming my subconscious mind, I have recovered from an eating disorder, I've healed from chronic back pain, and I can truly be present with my two boys and feel that I am living the life I was destined to live with purpose and with joy. And I'm here to guide you along the same journey of healing. Food and nutrition play such a huge role in our lives, but have you ever stopped to think about how the food choices you're making are impacting your brain health and your overall quality of life? Well, that's why I'm so excited to bring this episode to you. I had the pleasure of speaking with Michael Hunsinger. Michael and his wife, Dr. Isabel, are the MD and chef coaching team. They offer you precision, personalized medicine. Their mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope. Michael is a culinary nutrition expert and Bredesen Recode Protocol 2.0 health coach for prevention and reversal of Alzheimer's and dementia. Michael is also a graduate of California Culinary Academy, which is European style school for professional chefs. And he's an honors graduate of the Academy of Culinary Nutrition in Toronto, Canada. And I had the pleasure to speak with Michael's wife, uh, Dr. Isabel, a few months ago on my co- on my podcast. So definitely check out her episode. It was absolutely incredible, the value that she brought in talking about hormones and how we can really transform our lives. So I'm just so honored to have Michael on today and just really dive into food and nutrition. And I'm telling you, this episode absolutely did not disappoint. So enjoy the episode, and I guarantee you will think differently about food at the end of this. So you wake up, your phone is right on the table next to you, and it feels almost like a magnet. You grab the phone, and before you know it, you subconsciously open every app, scroll through social media, you're on your email, you're looking at the news headlines, and you're feeling stressed. And this is how you start your day. I can't tell you how many times I did this, and it did not serve me. It set me up to be in a whirlwind of negativity, and I was just starting my day. And that's why I created the Morning Guide for Perfectionists. So if you struggle with negativity throughout the day, and it's even worse in the morning because you don't have a routine, this will help you tremendously. It's literally everything that I implement that has helped me start my day with the right intentions and put myself into a place of inner harmony. So grab in the link below and enjoy. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Rewiring Health. I am so excited to be joined by Michael Hunsinger. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me here today, Kelly. I'm looking forward to being able to serve your listeners. This is going to be fun. Oh, me! I know. I can't wait to have this conversation. So just to kind of preface this, I had Michael's wife on about a month ago. So definitely listen to that episode. But um, fascinated by what she talked about and hormones and health, brain health. And it just was so fascinating. So this is going to be a really good complimentary episode to that, where we talk about now 
food and brain health. And this is something I'm interested in and I think needs to be kind of shouted from the rooftops because we need to look at food differently and we need to look at our brains differently. So I can't wait to hear what you have to say, but I just want to start out with how did you get into this field? Like what, what's the journey that you took that inspired you to get to doing what you're doing today? Ah, a little bit of personal story, huh? Yeah, okay. I love that. All right. <laughs> Yeah, well, Isabel and I are both, we're very transparent about our lives and what's going on. And for me, um, I my background is being what's called an executive chef. I was the executive chef in the U.S. in uh, large hotels and private country clubs like golf and tennis clubs and swim clubs and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I was good at that. Uh, but it had nothing to do with nutrition, had nothing to do with healthy lifestyle, uh, you know, the 70 hour a week for about 25 years. And uh, as I was entering my 40s and 50s, both of my parents died at a young age. My mom was 53, died of chronic disease. My dad was 69, died of chronic disease. I'm about hitting about the age of 50 or so. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, is that me? Is that where I'm heading? I mean, I got a beautiful wife. I've got a couple of young daughters and I'm thinking, oh no, um, I guess this is where I'm heading or maybe is it not? Mm -hmm. So then uh, that's when I started to realize, I think I need to look into this a little bit more. Like, how am I going to stay alive long-term? How am I going to stay alive past my fifties and sixties and way beyond? And that's what started the understanding that there is some things I can do. There is lifestyle factors that can change how I live. And that doesn't have to be me. I can change that. I'm not stuck with this. Yeah. And that, that started the process of, okay, now I really started to need to educate myself and apply it to myself after learning it. That's the hard part. It's like, Oh, I got a lot of habits. I need to change here. Oh, uh, yeah. So that started the process. Mm -hmm. Well, I like yeah. how you talk about that because I think sometimes people look at their genetics and be like, oh, I'm destined for this, you know, and then they almost take it as like a reason not to do things. So they're like, well, it's going to happen. It's inevitable, but it's not. It's so true. Like we, you know, obviously genetics plays a role, but we have a lot of things we can modify in our lives that can make a huge difference for our longevity and quality of life. Yeah. So kind of going off of that, like, what are some things that you focused on to set yourself up for a healthy lifestyle and, and health in general? Well, it was really, it's really about lifestyle habits. What am I doing on a daily basis? And what I needed to learn was that this wasn't just some silver bullet thing. This wasn't just some one thing I was going to do that was going to make it all change and, and be better. And as I started to learn more this, and I'm, I'm talking about a 10 to 15 year period. Uh, if I could, I would show you, and I do put it up on social media every once in a while. I have pictures of myself at like 50, 55 years old and pictures of myself now at 65, 10, 15 years later, young. And you look and go, well, which one is which? I mean, you want to talk about reversing aging. Yeah. You know, and, and understanding that uh, we can actually change our physiological or biological insides so that we slow down the aging process. So this is this isn't something like, oh, yeah, I learned all this. And within six months, I was fantastic. I had optimal health. This was over a period of time. 
So the biggie is lifestyle changes, all the different things. I mean, we're talking everything from learning about having, how do I get good sleep? How do I learn how to not eliminate stress, but to manage my stress better? How does nutrition affect me? What's brain health got to do with anything as far as my whole oral, my overall health? What's, what's brain health all about? What about gut health? All those types of things and, and exercise. How does exercise come in there? So these were all different lifestyle factors that I realized, oh man, I, there's a lot of change here. And that's, that's the biggie. You know, once you start to understand what you got to do, it's kind of simple, mm -hmm. but it's not easy because as we know, us human beings, we struggle with that change thing. Yeah. And, and even as I coach with people, that's the hardest part is they, they grasp the concepts but now we got to work on the brain health and the mental aspect of being like, oh, okay, how do I work through these changes? And can I stick with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's often the hardest part is because we have this comfort zone, even if it doesn't serve us, but we tend to go back to that zone because it's efficient, it's what we know. So it is so yeah. true, like breaking out of that can be very difficult. Like, conceptually you understand it but then it's like day in and day out actually like you said like applying it is is really challenging yes. and, but I do like how you mentioned it's like it is simple and so it's daily little things that compound to create this this different result and that that's the beauty of it it's not like you have to do this overhaul of your life you can just add a little bit each day and mm -hmm. and see the results so I love and that's, that <clears throat> and excuse me and that's the best yeah. way to do it I mean I know yeah. when I work with folks I'm I'm very cautious to overwhelm people because mm -hmm. uh, us human beings, if we get overwhelmed, we're done. It's all over. So true. You know, so it's it's you have to do what's called precision personalized medicine, where it's with the individual. What can the individual handle in a certain period of time to make those changes? And it, we're all different. Some people can make the changes quicker, some slower. Uh, but it's understanding what can I handle because your life could be very, very crazy, busy with stuff on, you know, parent, maybe you're a parent with, you know, uh, we've actually got a business coach that has six kids and uh, you want to talk about a, a busy mom running a business and coaching other people. I mean, you know, we're all kind of different. How much can we handle at one time? And so you, you really have to understand yourself what can I handle before I just overwhelm myself and implode and go, oh, well, forget it. Throw up your hands. I'm done. It's all over. Right. Yeah. It's so true because I think a lot of times people will compare themselves to the next person and be like, well, why can they do it? Why is this so easy for them? Why do they look like that? And it is like, we, we can't compare ourselves because we're all on our own journey and there's going to be things that you're struggling with that somebody else is, isn't, but you know, and vice versa, but so you have to be able to individualize it and just kind of go on your own journey. So yeah, I, I love how you point that out. Going off of brain health, <clears throat> you talk about nutrition and brain health, because I think, and I know a lot of this talk around food is always about calories and weight. And, and that's typically why, you know, why people uh, look into food or, and what they know about food. Cause that's kind of like mainstream media. And that's what people talk about the next fad diet. But <laughs> I love how we can look at it as like function, health, longevity. And if we can look at it from that point of view, now it just gives it so much more meaning. So can you talk about brain health and yeah. food and how do we optimize brain health through food? 
Okay, now what do we got? Like two and a half hours? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Loaded question for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I didn't understand and why I'm so passionate about brain health is when we think about nutrition and food and that, normally we're thinking from the neck down. It's kind of like, okay, I'm trying to trim up a little bit or I'm trying to do this or body sculpt or whatever it may be that we're thinking what it's going to do from the neck down but we're not thinking about, well, what's going on up here? And this, because Isabel and I over the last uh, probably about six, seven, eight years now, we're working with people in all areas as far as brain health, anxiety, depression, because we're seeing the rise in society of all these areas, anxiety, depression, uh, mental health, and cognitive decline, Alzheimer's, dementia, all those types of things that we're just seeing more and more and more that we had to figure out, well, what's going on up here? So from a food point of view, just to kind of, I'm going to do my best to keep it a little bit simple because that's how I learn. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. definitely. We have this part of the brain called the amygdala. Now, the amygdala is our flight, fright, or fright, runaway, attack, defend. This is where our hormone, when our hormones are elevated, the cortisol the adrenaline this the amygdala is we need it because this saves us from trouble or helps us to attack when we need to or run from trouble all those types of things so we need that we need that going on then we have the other part of the the brain the frontal lobes and that's like the frontal lobes is like the adult in the room um it is where our emotions are and and uh, our thinking, our decision making, our where we have our relational thinking. This is where we just have the normal everyday decisions that we need to make, our emotions, our stabilization of all that. That takes place in the frontal lobe. Well, when we have a poor diet, and I know we're not going to have enough time to get into what's a poor diet today, but you know, the stuff that we all know when we're eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of sugary foods. Uh, a lot of the the bad foods, what that does is it actually activates the amygdala. And the amygdala is that flight or fright part. So when the amygdala is activated and we're in this constant state of adrenaline and cortisol, meaning we're constantly like, you know, we're on this edge all the time, like, hey, what's going on? What could it be? Because uh, normally, the frontal lobe overrides the adult in the room overrides. Hey, I've had teenagers. We've all been teenagers. I'll call the amygdala, the teenager in the room. It's always got like, ah, you know, something going on that. Yes, we need that. But normally the frontal lobes override the amygdala when it needs to, to keep us stable. But now when we have a poor diet, the amygdala it's flipped is on all the time. We're always turned on on this edginess of like, hey, what's this? What's that? You know, and, and fright or flight. And now the teenager in the room is running our brain. And so that's what a poor diet starts to do to us, where the actual part of the brain where we only need to be on temporarily, we're in this constant state of fight, flight, run, defend, attack, you know, we're on edge, we're moody, we're emotional, we got all this stuff going on, we and we lack then the 
decision making, the emotional balance, the, the actual adult in our brain stops running the show anymore. And so when we are out in the world, we're not we're not functioning properly mentally. And that just throws everything off because, you know, it just becomes a mess mentally. Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, it's a vicious cycle, you know, with that, because if you're not the teenagers making the decisions because of the poor food choices, now you're more reactive. And now when you have food that's very accessible, which is like the processed food, you're probably yeah. more apt to choose that than, yes. than the healthier option. So it's like, it probably just continues over and over yeah. and over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and yeah, and we're in a constant state of adrenaline, cortisol, yeah. running like that, and and sometimes, um, and then this creates what I call uh, hypoglymine, mm. and hypoglymine is we've all kind of been in this state where you ever felt like, oh my, I feel like I got low blood sugar going on, you know, yeah, oh, my low blood sugar. I can I got to get some, I got to eat something, you know, and you're, you're that state of when you're feeling edgy or something or like, oh, I got to get something. And that's our blood sugar levels have really dipped. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when we're in that state, we have this, our blood sugar levels are unstabilized. They're shooting up when we have these poor foods because we're getting this rush of blood sugar, glucose in our system. So we're actually activating that teenager in the room, that amygdala is now being activated. And yeah, we're feeling good. We're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're into it. But then when that drops off very quickly, and when that crashes, then because what goes up like that has to crash, we can't just stay there, but it comes crashing down. Now, all of a sudden, we're really in this like kind of almost like a mean state where ah, I got to, I got to, you know, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me right now. I got to eat. Yeah. type thing you know is that you know you know what i'm talking about I, i've been there my poor husband <laughs> <I've been there. laughs> i get hangry i do so yeah I hangry totally you can call understand. it hangry yeah, yeah I totally but that's understand. from a crash of blood sugar and now we got to grab something and if we grab the wrong foods guess what boom we shoot back up again so most of westernized eating uh, diets or foods, when we're the way we're eating our lifestyle, not just diet, but our lifestyle of eating has us all day long going up and down and up and down in this crazy roller coaster cycle of food. And emotionally, we're, we're in a constant state of instability. Just, you know, okay, I'm good for a little. Now I'm down. Now I'm good. Now I'm down. Mm -hmm. And imagine going through your life like that it's difficult to be making smart decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and can, can you talk about like um, some of like the longer term effects of that too? Like how the brain responds when someone's been living like that for 10, 15, 20 years, what is, what happens as far as the brain health when this is a lifestyle? Uh, it's, it's actually very scary mm -hmm. because um, you know, Isabel and I have been mentored by a gentleman named Dr. Dale Bredesen, who's the world's leading expert in prevention and reversal of all uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. And we do now know that it is a choice that we can actually prevent and reverse. And what we see this long-term of doing that, uh, number one, you could be stepping into type two diabetes very quickly, which we're seeing that exploding around the world. And of course, traditional medicine says, okay, well, here's the, 
here's the here's the drug we can manage that manage that i can't stand the manage that well i guess if you want to manage it go ahead and manage it mm -hmm. i'd rather not have it yeah. yeah i don't know call me crazy but i'd rather not manage i'd rather not have mm -hmm. yeah because you know, still there's complications and then the other one is what's called cognitive decline because now you're when you're in that constant state you're actually shrinking your brain you're actually uh shrinking what's called the hippocampus your memory center of the brain and affecting what's going on as far as your memory your cognition and as that starts to be affected now you're moving down the track of the the cognitive decline into uh, actually into all alzheimer's dementia and all that because we now know that that can start in your 40s and 50s um because they are developed not over weeks not over days not over months but over years and decades they actually take decades to develop these types of things so if we're in that constant state uh we are setting ourselves up for a not so good second half of life let's put it that way in a nice yeah. way and that's that's so scary because again those rates are increasing too which makes sense because look at the food choices and look at the general yeah. foods and now you definitely see an incline an increase rather increase in uh dementia and and alzheimer's which is very scary and especially yeah. early onset, I, that's also increasing so you can see yeah. It, it all makes sense when you look at the numbers and what's happening. And then you also look at what's going on with food choices. And also, you know, there's a lot that goes into that too, but um, yeah, that's scary because it's, again, it's not about longevity of life. If we have no quality of life, like who cares how long we live, you know, we, we need to have that quality of life and we need to have that throughout our life cycle. And that's, that's everything. And I think everyone would agree. It's like, I want to live a good life my whole life, you know, not, yeah, not until yeah. you're 50, not until you're 60, your whole life. Yeah. 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 Well, the managing, the managing healthcare part, we can, they can keep us alive longer. But the problem is that longer part is a poor quality of life. And you're, you, and also it's a strain on, not just the system, but your family. Mm -hmm. uh, Isabel and I see it all the time. It's difficult on all the loved ones when w w there's people who are living their last 10, 15, 20 years, a very poor quality of life. They're still alive, but it's a total strain on everyone around them because they're not really there. And unfortunately, we've seen that in some elderly folks in our family who lived a, just a horrible quality of life for their last 10 years of life. And I was like, that's not what we should be. We should be to our last breath. Here's, here's the thing, Kelly, uh, our brain to the last breath we take here on earth should be the brain of a 25 year old. Mm -hmm. We, our brain is elastic. It can grow and it can shrink. So the thing is, what we're talking about here today is through our lifetime, our brain just doesn't stay the same. We don't just grow a brain and then there it is and it's the same. No, it actually grows and shrinks during our lifetime. And what we're doing is changing what's happening with our brain. And so our brain should function beautifully like it is when we're 25, when we're 95 or 105 that should still be clicking yes from the neck down our physical health could kind of start to come apart but our brain should always be functioning well even while we're still 
to our last breath. That's such that's an important, important point to make. And I hope, I hope people rewind that and listen to that again, because I think it's a common misconception that people think mm. as we age, we should decline and things decline. It gets harder, you know, like, and, and just listening to that. And I know this it's neuroplasticity. It's very well proven that it's possible throughout your entire life cycle. And that, that is so important to take an active role in that and not just let time go and run its course. Like we, we can take an active role in preventing that natural decline. And that, that is just so key, uh, you know, just yeah. absolutely important. And to kind of flip it from, I know we've talked about that, like doom and gloom of all the bad things that can happen. Let's flip <laughs> onto the positive. Like what for someone listening being like, okay, maybe my diet's not that good. I have dealt with brain fog and the hangries and all yeah. of what you're yeah. okay. What can that person do to now flip that and optimize their brain health? What what are some okay. changes they can make? Yeah, well, the a lot of choices, and and I think leading into that, Kelly, one of the mm -hmm. things I just want to touch on briefly is just to give your listeners and all of us a, a, a glimpse into well, well, why, what's going on, how can I change this, and and what could be the factors, and. I think we've all heard this term. It seems to be very coined out there in the world. You hear it all the time, root cause, right? You know, it's, I don't know, 20 years ago, you didn't hear root cause quite as much as you do now. I mean, you even hear it from businesses talking, we got to get to the root cause of this and 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 that. But a lot of times people say to me, well, what does that really mean? I mean, what what are you talking about? So I just want to paint a picture here so we can understand root cause because that is the key to getting better is to start looking at the root causes of how you got to where you currently are. So the whole root cause thing, let's, let's just imagine a beautiful, pristine lake. So think of your brain as this beautiful lake. We've all been around beautiful lakes. And over time, this lake becomes toxic. And, you know, so the, you know, let's, we'll just, you know, the lake is our brain. So the lake has become toxic. Well, we could throw some chemicals into that lake and try and clean up the toxicity, but that might make it look okay temporarily, but understanding that when we do that, that's really just covering up what's really causing the toxicity. I mean, we keep have to keep adding the chemicals. Mm -hmm. So we still kind of have a toxic, we now have a cleaner lake with a bunch of chemicals in it. That's kind of traditional old-fashioned medicine way of doing it. But what we need to do in, in modern medicine, understanding that that toxic lake, we got to look at all the tributary. Look, let's look at all the little streams and the rivers that are flowing into that lake. What's flowing into that lake? And what I mean by that is by little streams, uh, we need to look at things like... Um, exercise i mean movement is, is there any movement going you know that stream we need to look at the stream of nutrition we need to look at the stream of sleep we need to look at the stream of stress uh we need to look at the stream of hormones uh when i know when you talk to my beautiful wife isabel she was in her 50s and in, in menopause and hormones were just out of whack and and she herself as a as an md would tell you that traditional medicine doesn't look really at hormones as you know for men and women but for women it is vastly important because mm -hmm. a quick stat is two-thirds of people in the world with alzheimer's are women hello we need to be to look helping women here look at this stuff 
you know, in their fifties, but you know, traditionally not done. So we got to look at hormones. We got to look at supplementation, all these little streams that are flowing into the lake. We have to look and say, okay, is the exercise stream toxic? Is it or isn't it? It's not cool. We're all good there. Is the nutrition stream flowing into this lake? Is it toxic? Oh, that's a little messy. Okay, we got to work on cleaning that up. What is the sleep stream? Oh, I get about four hours of sleep a night, maybe five. Oh, no, that's not good enough for our brain. I know in this world today, we're all talking about grind. Oh, we got to grind. That's actually not good. Yes, at times we have some deadlines that we got to grind, but not constantly. So let's look at that stream. So what I'm saying is root cause is looking at all these lifestyle factors, the streams that are affecting our brain, and then seeing, okay, what do ones do I have to clean up? For me personally, my I was in a constant state of what, what you call the toxicity, you call inflammation. At 50, uh, my nutrition was horrible, my sleep was horrible, my exercise was horrible, my stress was horrible, the way it was being managed. And as a male, also, we got to look at male hormones. My male hormones were not good. I mean, uh, uh, my hormones had gotten way out of balance uh, and, and all that. And my testosterone had, as a guy, had just gone doink into the, to basically nothing. I had to be adjusted. So what people can do is the best thing to do is look at all those different areas of your life and do a do an assessment on yourself. Yeah. Am I getting seven to nine hours as quality sleep a night? If not, then you need to look at sleep hygiene and what's affecting that. Am I getting proper nutrition? Basically nutrition, understanding that I'm eating real food, not Franken food, stuff that's man-made, but I mean, am I eating enough real food? Look at your plate. Is it real or is it made up am i eat am i getting real food uh and am i have a not a lot of sugary stuff a lot of processed stuff just to, as a basic just to get started uh am i managing my stress well stress is always there am i just on edge all the time okay i need to look at some mindfulness techniques and some other techniques whether it's prayer meditation mindfulness yoga whatever it may be for you all these streams you personally have to look at and assess it honestly with yourself. And then if you need help, find somebody who understands, find a coach, find a, find a doctor, find a coach, find somebody who can help you in this area to get those streams cleaned up that are flowing into your lake of the brain. Because if you don't clean up the streams, that lake will always be toxic. You can't actually clean it up. You can't just put a give it, throw a chemical into it and expect it to be good. It doesn't work that way. So okay. hopefully that paints a picture to help out a little bit. Oh, I love it. I, I have not heard that example and I love it because it's such a good depiction of what should be done versus what typically is done. And it's so true. A lot of what's done around, like, I mean, I work with a lot of like people who have pain is symptom management. It's the same thing, you know, manage the symptoms. Oh, you, you present this way. We'll give you a pill to mask it, but it's not ever getting to what needs to get to. Like there's something causing this. We weren't designed as humans to be 
living like like a dying flower you know like yeah, we're meant yeah. to thrive and yeah. we should ex- expect better for our health and i, I just love that yeah. example you gave yeah. of the lake because it's so true like no matter how many chemicals you put in it it'll never be that pristine lake and we need to cut yeah. off the source love yeah. that yeah, yeah. we've got to ha- we've got to have clean rivers and tributaries flowing into the lake for the lake to be clean yeah i mean yeah. we understand that in nature but we don't kind of yeah. correlate it to our own mind and body i said ah you know once i started understanding i was like ah okay i've got to look at all these areas of my life and go ooh, ooh, there's a lot of toxic messy streams flowing into my body so they need to be cleaned up yeah yeah and going back to like when you talk about management i think that's a lot of the problem because that's thrown around so much with everything. Oh, let's manage it. Well, what is management? That means that you have this belief you will never actually heal. You'll never actually get better. Let's just minimize whatever you're experiencing and you have to live this the rest of your life. And I think that that being the common theme in so many medical practices is like, let's just manage it. And people accept this. But I think if you're listening to this and you've been struggling with something for a long time, demand better for yourself. Like you don't have to just manage these things, demand better. You deserve better. Yeah. You deserve to yeah. throw you do yeah yeah Yeah. i love and and what you said demand um my beautiful wife is as an md for 35 years isabel would be the first one to tell you you know yeah demand better results don't just take what you're giving i mean it's your life you know if you are not happy with the results you're getting then demand better Mm -hmm. you know look somewhere else research find out some find somebody who says okay I can help you to get there in a way that's going to give you long-term optimal health. Yes, sometimes we need some relief. As you know, you're working with people with pain. Sometimes we need some temporary relief. Uh, But the thing is, we don't want that to be our long-term way of doing it. We don't want that to be the long-term result because that's just, you know, we, we... it's it's not that our body has a lack of drugs in it. It's that something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so we think like, oh, I'm going to put all this into my body and I'm going to be good. Yeah. Well, no, that's not why there's a problem. That's what the whole root cause thing is, yeah. is looking at. Okay, yep, let's get some temporary relief. But now we got to do something about it long term if that's your choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and hundred percent, I mean, medications absolutely serve a purpose and they're very important, but you also have to look like you're saying at that root cause in conjunction with it. So that way you're not just relying the short-term thing, short-term fix long-term that's when it doesn't mix. And so those, you know, lifestyle plus, you know, there are people, there are people that absolutely need medications, but if you're not doing lifestyle modifications and looking deeper, then you're missing a big part of that as well. So, yeah. yeah. And that's why I love what you and, and Dr. Isabel do is like looking at that deeper picture of the people and recognizing like what's going on and looking at that root cause. Yeah. And I, I just love your mission of what you two Thanks. are doing. Yeah. And, and, and back to what we started talking about with uh, personalized precision medicine, you know, all those different tributaries. If somebody's got a whole bunch of toxic areas of their life lifestyle factors a lot of dirty tributaries that are messing up their brain health which messes up our lives is we just have to look at okay which one can we change right which one can we work on right now Mm -hmm. and if the individual can handle two three four areas fantastic but if they can't then let's work on one 
And then let's work on another. And I know for myself, it was a process of about 10 years. Now, it sounds like a lot. But if those 10 years actually reversed 10 years of my physiological age, mm -hmm. because it's 65, that's for me, that's my calendar age, but my actual physiological age is 48. Mm -hmm. So um, that 10 year period, I actually gained about 15 years, maybe even more because I was really not in good shape at that time. So is it worth it? Well, I don't know about you, but I'd say yes. yes. Yeah, I would I would absolutely. I mean, anything that's putting you in, in the right direction, even if it's not, you know, not immediate, it's worth it. As long as you're changing your trajectory, you're moving yourself forward in, in a way that's bringing you to health. And I think that's absolutely worth it. Oh, that's a tweetable, changing your trajectory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. It, it's everything, you know, it's like, we're, we're always meant to grow mentally, physically, emotionally, like we're meant to grow as beings. And, and I think a lot of times we become stagnant or decline and, and just accept that sometimes. But if there's something like you said, just one thing, if that's what you can handle right now, you start with that and it's going to change your trajectory. And that's what yeah. it's all about. It's about the journey, not the, not the immediate results. As long as yeah. you're journeying in the right direction, that's all that you need. Yeah. And uh, I guess a lot of it also, too, is as society, we've been taught so many things. And one of those sayings is, oh, it's just old age, mm -hmm. you know, that um, we see it with our cognitive decline clients where for years they had problems and they kind of came to us when they were way down the track, which now makes it a lot more difficult, but yeah. we can get there. But it now it's a lot more difficult that. You know, a lot of things were going on, a lot of cognitive decline things, forgetting keys, walking in the wrong room, kind of like, hey, how did I get here? Was I driving here or where? You know, those types of things. And I was, ah, that's just old age. Well, we know it's not. Yeah. Uh, but as a society, we've been told that, yeah, it's old, you know, ah, I'm six, 60 something, I'm 70 something, I'm forgetting this, I don't remember that, uh, I can't do this anymore. Ah, it's just old age. Well, that's not true. We know that's not true now. The research yeah. is there. So the, I guess one thing we have to understand as an individual is, is that just kind of the old normal thinking? Or do I need to change my paradigm of thinking here that, well, actually, something's going on? Do I need to wake up to realize something's going on? And I got to put my hand up and say, help? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And taking that active role. And it is like a lot of times when we've been, you know, that's so widely heard is that, oh, it's just old age. And then that becomes like our subconscious belief. But like, and so we have to also dive in too, is like, is that what we're supposed to do? Like we just age and we decline? Like, is that really what we're meant to do? And and I think sometimes we don't even question that and it just kind of happens. So it's like, let's question that. Like what can, you know, ask yourself if you're listening, right? like what's something I can do right now to change yeah. what's going on and and that's that's yeah. the beauty of it is take an active role in anything you can do to move yourself forward yeah sure. yeah and mm -hmm. and if that's too difficult to take on yourself then find a coach like dr Ketley or, or or myself and isabel find somebody that can say hey i can walk this with you i can give you some guidance i can give you a plan we'll take it at your speed 
Um, I was fortunate enough that at the same time, Isabel and I both went on this path together and we were kind of accountable to each other. And as we researched, we both kind of found out about things and then we'd say, hey, you need to change that <laughs> as a husband and wife would do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then we had our mentors and that that helped us along the way and coaches and, and all yeah. that. So um, was I able to do it all on myself? Nah, I kind of tried, but not really, but that's okay. You know, yeah. you do it, you do what you can. And if you need help, find some good quality coaches that can help you along the way. Yeah, hundred percent. Just having that guide. And it is sometimes it's hard, you know, especially I know a lot of my listeners are like perfectionists and like, it's hard to accept that help, but yeah. it's so important. Like if you think about going through really high grasses and this really rough terrain, and you're trying to like cut down the grasses and get to your destination, it's going to take you a lot more effort and aggravation versus like, if you just step to the side and someone had already cleared a path for you and they're guiding you along this path, like it, it, you're going to get there quicker you're going to make yeah. bigger strides and it, it makes all the difference just having someone to help you through what they've already been through and that's kind of what that purpose is, is like to help the past version of yourself so there's always people that are just one step ahead of you that can help yeah. you with that yes yeah and i know you, and your listeners uh you know you talk about perfectionists and and that and i kind of use the word overachievers myself yeah uh for that type of a person but that's why brain health is so important for them i mean it really is okay you want to be an overachiever you want to be a perfectionist cool you go for it uh but let's get your brain health functioning well so that the frontal lobes the adult in the room is running the show here yes if there's you know an accident up ahead and you need to slam on the brakes okay let the amygdala take over and go yeah but not constantly so if if you were that overachiever perfectionist and you want to be making smart decisions if you want to be clear thinking you want to be precise on things you want to be emotionally stable throughout the day so that you you can balance a lot more in your life because if you're more stable you can achieve more you can be more productive Mm -hmm. so for that type like your listeners this is important for them to have good quality brain health so Mm -hmm. they can achieve more in day because if you're out of balance and your your blood sugar levels are over the place it's going to mess you up and you can't accomplish everything you want to do because it's just too messy yeah you're going to meet a lot more resistance if your brain's not in the place it needs to be 100 percent yeah yeah one thing I, I just want to ask you, because I know when like people talk, at, well, I know there's a lot of things that people experience with barriers and eating well, and just some of the barriers that, you know, I've been familiar with and have heard people say is like, one, it's too expensive to eat healthy. And especially in like the inflation market that we have right now Two, they say, I don't have time to eat healthy. That's another barrier I hear from people. Um, and then three, one thing that I feel like is newer. So I just want to hear your, you know, your opinion on these Three is I've heard, you know, the quality of food is not as good as what it used to be. So like, there's a lot of like GMO stuff and things are changing and, and people don't really know how to navigate current food. So I know this is a really loaded question, but if you could just kind of like, (laughs) I know I'm giving you a lot here, um, but just kind of like touch on those, like, you know, how, how do you work through some of those barriers that people have when they want to eat healthy, but don't really know even where to begin because it feels so overwhelming to work through those. Yeah. Yeah. So from all those factors, money and time and, and everything else, it, it's really about the individual. First off, financially wise, where are they at? What can we change right now? So from an eating point of view, can you afford to eat or organic? Mm-hmm. Yes, no. Be best if you could. 
If not, okay, can you afford your vegetables to be organic or certain foods to be organic? If not, okay, we'll move to the next level. Can you definitely afford to have fresh fruits and vegetables and salad greens and all of that stuff that's fresh? Um, okay, great. You know, that's, that's ne necessarily in a can or a package or something. Then we want to move to that as much as possible. So, um, you know, as far as your meats, what's your proteins in that? What can you afford? What can you do? Um, so you got to work with the individual on where they're at, what they can do and move them down the path. Now, the biggie, though, with finances is one thing we have to understand. We've all heard this, the old saying, pay now or pay later. But it is it is so, so true. I mean, what we do now know, the statistics are out there. If somebody doesn't change these habits, and what we're now seeing is, and I can tell you because Isabel and I are working with these people, and so is Dr. Bredesen's team around the world, we are seeing people in their 50s and 60s with Alzheimer's and dementia. I mean, we think that's, oh, yeah, that's an old person. That's 70, 80, 90. We're seeing people in their 50s and 60s. That's scary. I mean, we've currently worked with people at that age, okay? Wow. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not to think that this can't be coming along fairly early. Mm -hmm. So when we say pay for now, pay for later, even things like diabetes and, and all this and that, uh, that could be coming on mental illnesses. We If we take care of it now, We'll hopefully then we're not stepping into those things because we know that on average around the world, if somebody needs care, whether it's a rest home, 24 seven care, they need family help. You're looking at uh, around 250,000 or $350,000 a year to take care of that person. Mm -hmm. Well, um, not a lot of families can do that. Yes. Everybody pitches in together. They can, but the problem is if we kind of just invest a little bit more, and I know that's difficult, but we really need to look at what, how can we change some habits to invest now so that we avoid this down the track? Because when it comes, it's huge and it's big. And we all understand healthcare bills, hospital bills, doctor bills, all the stuff. And, or if you need full care and we're seeing people, like I said, in our fifties and sixties around the world and Westernized diets and eating styles who are having to go in those types of cares. Mm -hmm. And so we got to do our best to avoid it from a financial point of view. And that's going to be different for everybody, but we got to do what we can. And the biggest thing you can do is just do your best to move toward fresh fruits and vegetables, organics, if you can, if not, at least try to get fresh. Yeah. And from time, um, prioritize it. It's not a time problem. It's a priority problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, our business coach, she's a woman with a husband with six kids. The lady had quads. Holy cow. You want to talk about time? This lady had four kids at one time. Um, amazing woman shout out shout out julianne kirkland in atlanta in georgia <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah. she's a bit she's a business coach uh she's uh, an entrepreneur she's got you know speaking engagement she's got six kids now that are in the age of eight to 14 and a husband who has a business 
Um, is time a problem for her? Well, not really, because she prioritizes what's important through the day. And so I think for all of us, do I have time to exercise? I'm too busy to exercise. Well, it's just, it's not a time problem. It's a priority problem. You got to do it or not prioritize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best way I can say, you know, I mean, are you going to sit down and eat? My problem when I was a chef was it was just getting thrown in my face mm-hmm. whenever I could and just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, are you going to sit down, chew your food, relax, breathe, have good food hygiene, take your time, eat it lovely, let it digest. Oh, that takes, you know, it takes half hour to sit down and do that. Well, it's good for you. You got to prioritize it. Mm-hmm. And so for those two, I think time is, is more of a priority thing you got to do. You got to prioritize it. It's not a time problem. It's a priority problem. And the third one is, what was the third one you fired at me? Yeah. So, um, you know, I read that like the quality of food is not as good oh. as it was because of just yeah manufacturing and processing. And you can just, yeah. if you talk about that and, and how you've noticed that or change if you have seen that. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're correct. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Even, even here in little old New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're pretty good with things being clean. Mm-hmm. still you've got to research it you got to check things out you got to make sure you're you know not getting something that's chemicalized shall i say mm-hmm. um and same thing anywhere in the world is you know yeah the foods have really changed and you might need supplementation i mean that's an area to look into i mean we're Isabel and I take our vitamins and minerals and supplements every day only because we need to fill in the gaps. We call it, it's insurance. Mm -hmm. It's not your front line because the actual foods where the nutrients are is your front line. But in today's world, we all need some, some help, some supplementation. And that's why I take doing some testing and, and seeing where you're at. We don't guess we test, we don't guess. And you know, your your vitamin D levels could be real low. A lot of your other levels of different vitamins and minerals could be low or out of balance. And you need to take a look at all those different things. And uh, if you need supplementation, great. That's just some health insurance. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best best health insurance you could really have. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. For sure. And the one thing, just going back to when you're talking about um, the money, uh, you know, the, you know, investing in yourself. It's so true. And this is like one thing that was like a mind opening thing that years ago is like, what's the cost of action versus what's the cost of inaction. And it's so true because I think a lot of times we all think like, Oh, what's the cost to do this. But if you can shift it from what, you know, exactly what you're saying is like, if you don't do this, what is going to cost you? And it's going to cost you a lot. You know, if you have early Alzheimer's or your quality of life is suffering, or you have to be, you know, you can't live the life you want to be or be present with your kids. That's, that's worth a lot, of, a lot to a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, it's such a, like you said, paradigm shift to, to shift to that mindset of like, okay, it costs something to do this, but what's it going to cost me in the, in the long run. And yeah. 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 And it's just making those small little things like, you know, maybe you don't do your whole diet, but maybe add just one thing that's healthy. And then you start there and just yeah, do the smallest yeah. action you can, you know, that you can move yourself forward so that yeah. you're not feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's it. Be, be kind to yourself. Just take the steps you can. I mean, Hey, if you're, you know, I know your, your group is perfectionists mm-hmm. and 
a lot of overachievers and hey, if you can go for it all and not be overwhelmed, mm -hmm. then okay. Cause you know, yeah. if we over, get overwhelmed, we just quit and stop mm -hmm. and we're done. So we don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just take those steps. And if it's small steps, fantastic, because uh, um, there's a lovely book called The Slight Edge, and it's the slight oh, edge of life, or, you yes. know, we're either going up or we're going down. Yeah, oh, you know that book? I do. I've read it. Yeah, oh, I think. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Because it's about the daily mundane habits that we don't think about. Yeah. Jeff Olson. is, you know, that yeah. cheese. Yeah, that cheeseburger today isn't going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And I, but if I'm, if I'm having that once a month, then it's not kind of a, you know, it's not affecting my blip up and down. But if I'm having that three, four or five times a week, uh, uh, now I'm on a little bit of a decline because that's become part of my habits. Mm -hmm. And so it's yeah. just the little things. Am I getting the exercise I want to want? Am I getting the sleep in what I want in that? And so life is not, life of health is not a flat line. It's either going up or it's going down. And yes, at times it's got little blips. Yeah. But uh, mine was heading into the tank very quickly around the age of 50. And like I said, both of my parents died young of chronic disease. And that's when it kind of slapped me up the side of the face and said, uh, dude, hello, wake up. Yeah. Uh, you're about to go right in there and grave with them very quickly. So um, now I'm on the upslope. Yeah, there's some dips here and there. Mm -hmm. But uh, overall, it's on the upslope and and that's what we can do and make those changes. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I, and I love the reference to that book because that book really puts it in perspective. And I think that's the biggest thing I think people miss is like looking perspective. Like, can you take kind of like that step back and look at your overall picture? Like maybe today you didn't eat well, but in general, do you tend to eat well? And that's going to be yeah. the big difference between going one trajectory or going in another. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I that's a great key is don't be too harsh on yourself. You know, I mean, yeah. like I said, when we're working with folks and sometimes they say they've, you know, the old saying fall off the wagon or whatever mm -hmm. you want to say, and it's just for a day or two, or maybe they had a holiday or maybe they went to a, you know, a family reunion or something. And it was a few days. They feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm back to ground zero. No, you haven't. You just had a little bit of a blip and that's fine. You know, you didn't, this isn't your norm, mm -hmm. you know? So just get back on again and away you go. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to give yourself a little bit of a break along the way too, you know, in your yeah. process. Yeah. You got to enjoy life too. So it's, yeah. it is, it's all about that keeping yeah. harmony in, in the whole process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. And I feel like we could talk all day about this. Is there anything you want to touch on before we kind of wrap things up or? I just wanted to say real briefly, yeah. because I know you talk, uh, your listeners, you work with people with pain and that, mm -hmm. and I know you know this, but I'm, I probably just want to reiterate to everyone yeah. what Dr. Kelly's probably been telling you all or letting you all know that Pain is really a marker of inflammation. Mm. Whenever we have pain throughout our body, it's what's called inflammation. And what Isabel and I always like when we talk about inflammation, because we hear this, it's another one of those catch words, inflammation, inflammation. But what does it truly mean? Um, and even cognitive decline is inflammation of the brain. Understand when you hear the word inflammation, think of fire. Mm -hmm. And so that means there's a fire going on in our body system somewhere. If you've got back pain or you got knee pain or an elbow pain, 
or you know you've got cognitive decline and things going on that's inflammation of the brain we have to think of a fire and for most of us throughout our whole life for decades we're walking around with this little smoldering fire going on we all kind of have them going on that's just the way life is there's little smoldering fires going on somewhere but because of poor lifestyle choices we start to feed that fire and eventually, all of a sudden, we have this, this blaze going on. And that's when we're like, ah, all this pain or, oh, my gosh, I can't think. And this, there's an explosion. And that's usually when we go to the doctor mm -hmm. and we get a diagnosis for these symptoms. Yeah. And so it's understanding that that fire means there's inflammation. And just because I have chronic knee pain, well, that doesn't mean it's the knee. That means there's inflammation going on somewhere. I mean, it could be everything from gut health to hormones that's actually affecting your knee. Yeah. So we have to look at, well, what's causing the fire? Again, it's the old root cause thing. We have to look at what's causing the fire. And then we've got to put the fire out. Mm -hmm. And so I know with you, that's probably a lot of your work that you do with your chronic pain people, but uh, just to help them understand that there's a fire yeah. and we got to put the fire out. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm so glad you brought that up too, because I, that was one thing I wanted to ask you about was inflammation, because that's such a big thing in so many people. And they're just like chronically inflamed and diet is playing a role in that everything else, all those factors that you're talking about, those tributaries are all playing a role in that. And it's, it's so ironic. You talk about fire because um, right now our whole air quality is terrible from the fires that are happening in Canada. Like we have, I mean, oh. I'm in New Jersey and we're, I mean, there's just smoke all in the air. You can smell it. But like, when you talk about a little fire, if there was a little fire in Canada, I wouldn't know it happened, but because yeah. it's so big, it's widespread. And that's exactly what you're talking about is that inflammation is affecting more because it's such a, a huge fire going on yeah. within the, yeah. police, within the yeah. body. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a great example. And that's again, like just more reason for like, if you're experiencing that, and I love how you talk about, like, if you have knee pain there, it doesn't necessarily mean it's happening in the knee. It's just that you're experiencing that because of the overall inflammatory response and such an important point to make. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> hey, it's, it's all just coming out today. Yeah. I, that's what I said. I'm just, I love wherever it goes, you know? <laughs> well, you are an excellent host. Oh, thank you so much. I, I've just generally enjoyed speaking with you. And I just, like I said, I feel like we could have like a three hour conversation here, but for the, for the sake of time, I have to kind of, you know, kind of close it up, but I do want um, the listeners to know how they can find you and access you. Okay. So what's the best place? Well, for Isabel and I, and uh, our hashtag is the MD and Chef team, mm -hmm. uh, but our website is uh, the uh, www.doctoronamission.com, and that's doctor as D-O-C-T-O-R, doctoronamission.com, and that's where you can find us. There's a lot of freebies, little some giveaways. I gotta, I gotta have a quick shout out that I just did a, a I've done a free resource that's on the website. And it's called uh, Smart Eating for Smart Kids. It's fueling your child's brain for success. So that. this is about setting up your kids for good brain health because the brain is developing in the early stages of youth. And if we're not setting our kids up properly, the brain's not going to develop properly and they can get all messed up. By the time they're in their 20s, they already have poor brain health. So that's a resource that's on our website, www.doctoronamission.com. I, I guess I should that. sing it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. 
And I'll have that all in the show notes too. So if you missed okay. it or you want to like ask, I'll put it in the show notes. And one thing too is like, cause I was on your website that I love is that you have the recipes on there and also like how it impacts your brain health. And I was, I was looking at the Epic raw carrot cake. Oh, oh my, yeah. oh my gosh, it looks delicious. And also the, oh, yeah. I, I wrote down, cause I'm like the chocolate coconut fat bomb. I'm like, oh, I need to make these. They look delicious. So another <laughs> thing to check out on their website, because these recipes look epic. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. It's yeah, good. Yeah, it looks amazing. So And try it out on us personally. Yeah, yeah. And then I also love that, like when you make it, share with them so they can like see how that, that it turned out. But I mean, these recipes look so good, like right up my, I want to go make them now. <laughs> yeah. And so, make them for your kids because they want to yeah. develop that brain health. Absolutely. And I just love that too, because you got to start young. It's like, you know, if yeah. you're living a healthy life and you're doing the right things, your kids are going to model that. So it starts with us and, and it's not selfish. It's taking care of yourself. And that's what you're going to show your kids that yeah. it's important to take care of themselves yeah. as well. So, and, and before we go, Kelly, you just said something so yeah. beautiful too, because another reason why our mission is so impactful and so important is this is generational. When we are changing somebody's long-term health, we're changing that for them, not just them, but for their family and for generations, because, you know, people see it. I mean, the folks that we're helping to reverse their Alzheimer's and dementia, their family will see it. Their, their children and their grandchildren will see it because right now those younger ones are thinking, oh, well, I guess that's just going to be me when I get there. Mm -hmm. But what they're seeing with those recoveries is, oh, that doesn't have to be me. That can actually happen. Yeah. And so this is what I know you're doing and what we're all doing in this space right now with, with new medicine is generational because it just starts with one, but that one can change that family for generations about what they do and the changes they make. So if it's you, any one of your listeners who you're the one that changes your long-term health, that's generational. And I want to shout out to you. I want to honor you for doing that because that's making massive difference in oh your my family. Gosh. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And then just as you were saying that, I don't know if you read the book, The Power of One More. Yes. Yeah. So he talks about that. <laughs> are you going to be the one in your family that breaks the cycle? Are you yeah. the one? What? What are we in the same book club or what? They're all amazing books. Like I read a lot. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah we do too. Yeah. Yeah. Need it. Need it. And that's another thing uh with the brain. You got to keep the brain stimulated just for yeah. your folks. You want to keep the brain going, you got to keep it stimulated. Don't just say, Hey, I'm done. I'm retired. I'm not gonna do anything. You know, nope, gotta keep this thing going. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. I, I feel like, like I said, I hate Okay. Like, okay. Oh, I, I get just, it. I get it. I'm oh, done. I, I'm I out of here. I want to just keep talking because I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I love this. Like brain health is just like, it's, it's such an important topic and it literally needs to be like screamed from the rooftops because it, it's everything. It directs your entire life. So I love it. And thank I'm up to part two, <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. And oh, everyone beautiful. who's listening, please follow their website. They're on social media, follow everything, because I just love yours and Dr. Isabel's mission of like just bettering people's lives. And thank you for everything you both do. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. And thank you for your listeners for being here with Dr. Kelly on her podcast. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And definitely, you know, follow the podcast and definitely check out Dr. Isabel's um, episode as well, because these two just complement each other so well. So 
definitely check that out. But thank you again for being here. And thank you for all for listening to the podcast today. Thank you for spending your precious time to listen to this episode of Rewiring Health. My mission is to inspire hope and healing through science-backed practices. If you found value in this, please share with three people and leave a review. By doing so, this message can be spread to those who need to hear it most. Also, to get updates on the most recent episodes, please subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much for being part of this community, and I am forever grateful for you.